This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. We even talk about the Buffalo game. I don't even want to talk about the Buffalo game. No, I, I, I don't think we have to, do we? I feel like it's an out outlier at this point. Like it's just, maybe we can reference it a little bit, but yeah, sure. Yeah, two gutsy wins against Vegas and Carolina, both down by two, and we crawl our way back, win three two. God, that overtime! That overtime, man, against Carolina, that was. I was so scared. The amount of two on ones that came Calgary's way, like in both games, it's a, it's a come from behind win, right? And um, I was at that Vegas game. Uh, there was a goal scored that was called off. Yeah, um, Lindholm. Me personally, don't really agree with the call. I thought it was a good goal, but the Flames didn't let them. Like, didn't let it throw them off, right? Uh, yeah. We've seen that in the past from Flames teams. Uh, something doesn't go their way. They like to kind of give in and fold. But they stuck with it, and they kept the pressure on Vegas, and they got rewarded with a pretty gutsy W. Five on five, our best line that night was the Coleman-Backlund-Lewis line. That line has been taking some slack in terms of general reception so far. Not as much as the top line. I mean, we'll get into the top line in a bit, but talked about this last episode. I don't know what you change, right? You got to let this group settle in for now before you, you do any sort of external additions. Exactly. Uh, and, and this team is nowhere near 100% yet. Oh, yeah. And, and we're four and one. Oh, yeah. Like, this is another thing. Like, so many people are sitting here like, oh, you're talking like doom and gloom. I'm like, we're four and one, and the team isn't even fluid yet. Give them give them two or three more weeks. Be around each other. Practice. Get a feel for one another. This, t- this team just has up to go. Like, it can only exactly. go up from here. And it's crazy to say that, seeing as how we're sitting at four and one right now. It's honestly unbelievable. And if you told me in the summer that we were going to start the season four and one, look at the schedule. Yeah, look at the schedule that we had. Yeah, we get Pittsburgh tonight, and then Edmonton again on uh, what is that Saturday? Saturday. Um, like, and really, the only slack team that we've played is the team that we lost to in Buffalo. 
Um, and are they even a slack team? I'd like to give a shout out to the Sabres because, oh my God, you guys are a wagon in a few sweep, years. They sweep Western Canada. Um, Dude, and the Sabres they, are going to be a wagon. They looked unreal against us. Some of the goals that they scored in that game, I was just sat sitting there like, what do you do? Like, wh- what do you do? Shout out to Rasmus Dahlin. That guy is on a heater. Um, and he's yeah, finally becoming yeah. that defenseman that everybody thought he would be. That decor in a couple of years, that power Dahlin one-two punch is going to be mean. It was a horrendous night for a lot of our guys up front, really. Mm-hmm. Just looking at, I guess, in terms of scoring chances for and against. Um, and and not having Hannaf in there was a, a big part, too. That, uh, yeah, I think that really showed Flames fans how valuable he is to this team. Because I know there was lots of talks in the offseason. We even chatted a bit about it, about trading Hannafin uh, in a like hypothetical deals, right? Yeah. But there was rumors around his name of him maybe possibly getting moved. I don't think you can do that here. I think he is such a difference maker in that top four that mm-hmm. like you need that guy here. And he makes his D partner better. He makes his forwards better. His skating is so elite and his playmaking has only gotten better since he's been here. So like having him in and Mac or him out and Mackie in really show like it was Buffalo took very, advantage was, of that. It was a very noticeable difference. Sutter did not mince words when when the media like asked him about Connor Mackey, he's like, well, guys have to come in and when they're given the opportunity, they have to prove that they can stay in that spot. That wasn't a great night for the whole team. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. No, not single in one guy out here. Yeah, Everybody. Exactly. Had exactly. Yeah. Like that, that Buffalo game was just really weird. Like we, like our pace was off scoring chances. Like you look at the game card. I'm looking at the game card right now. And mm-hmm. shot 43 to 32 in favor of the flames. Right, power yep. play only had one power play the whole game and went zero for one. Mm-hmm. Buffalo had five power plays that night, went one for five. Yeah, shot attempts were fifty-five to fifty-three in favor of the Flames. Scoring chances thirty-two to thirty-one in favor of the Flames. High dangers nine to eight in favor of the Sabers, and then expected goals for the Sabers just just beat that out. Yeah, politically. The game seemed very close, but when you watched it, it really was not. No, and, and the Flames really slacked uh, in their own defensive end. They were giving up way too many chances down the middle of the ice. Uh, every goal in that first period was scored from the middle of the ice. It was a trailer coming in behind. Nobody picks him up, and he gets to walk in on a two- or three-man screen and pick his spot on Markstrom, yeah. right? Like. That's the kind of defensive mishaps that can't be happening, uh, even though it is early in a season, and obviously they, they're going to clean them up, and they did for the game against Carolina. But it's little things like that when you underestimate a team, and they, they'll come in and take advantage of the mistakes that you make, and that's exactly what Buffalo did to us. Exactly, and it's a, again, we touched on it just prior, but it's a perfect example to the trade Hannafin crowd of why you shouldn't trade Noah Hannafin. Mm-hmm. Like even just externally, let's say an injury were to happen, right? Yep. Like God forbid. The defense looks amazing when completely healthy, but Shillington is a question mark. We don't know if he's even coming back this season. 
at this point, and I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing okay at least. Well, suddenly the defense that looked really, really stacked looks pretty rough down a few yeah. regulars. Absolutely. And I hope I, I hope that you know the people that were advocating for Hannafin to get dealt are just quiet now. Right? Mm-hmm. That guy brings so much to this team. Carolina. Yeah, let's do that. Um another rough start from the Flames, right? Yeah. Uh, Aho scores two minutes into the game. Yeah. Markstrom, like, where does your head go there? Mine's like, holy crap. Like, Markstrom has been a first goal machine this year. It seems it's it's almost impossible for him not to let in that first goal. That seems to be the trend. And if it's not the first goal, it's on the first three shots. It, yeah, it, it's within the first three minutes of the hockey game, right? It, was I worried about Markstrom? Yeah. But was I in the camp of... Oh, this guy can't stop a beach ball, or uh, like the okay, like Twitter was overboard. Oh uh, hell yeah! I would say they went very overboard. That third period that Marshman gave us against Carolina, bro, literally sat there and was like, "I need you to apologize right now." It's god tier. It was god tier. He was so and good. He even anywhere but the first ten minutes of that hockey game, he was unbelievable. Exactly. And he even himself addressed it after the game. Like, I'm still getting into the rhythm of things. Like, still early. Y'all have to chill. Same sort of thing, I think, goes with the top line. We'll get into mm-hmm. it in a bit. But I do think that the criticism Marchram has faced to start the season, although in ways it's warranted, and I can understand why it's warranted. I mean, round two from last yep. year in the back of our minds. Yep. And I'm sure he does too, right? Like a goaltender doesn't forget a thing like that. And I saw a lot of people after that Carolina game being like, oh yeah, the Vesna caliber Markstrom's back. I sat there after and I was like, yeah, he had a really good game. And this is definitely something to start building off of to work towards this year. But he's not back all the way yet. He's still fighting through some confidence issues or whatever it is. But that's a stepping stone, right? And we'll see what he can do tonight against Pittsburgh. I'm hoping that he does take another step tonight because he's playing a very good hockey team. Statistically, that the Flames got dominated in that game in terms of on-ice possession. Yeah, at 5-5. Yeah, but they owned OT, I would say. Hence, minus the few breaks that had us going, oh, God, this can't be it. People have to understand, we're still really, really, really early on in the year. This team is not even close to... And gelling, and we're four and one through five against like, good, good teams, good like, hockey teams, good team. Like, okay, <laughs> like seriously, guys, like, what's with all the negativity that I see on Twitter? Like, yep. I don't, we're four and yep. one. And Brett Ritchie scored a goal from the freaking goal line, man. That was like, I sat there and I was like, do I buy his jersey? Like I said, I'm like I'm genuinely considering this. Like I was, I wasn't even ready for it. I was just like watching the game, and then all of a sudden, Brett's by himself in the offensive zone, and the goal horn goes off. What, dude? That like that was a very high IQ play too. You just sense that he they, they might like just put it on net, see what happens, right? Like yeah, like he kind of knew that Ranta was going to come off his post and just throw it off him and in. Why not? Like, it was such a random goal, too, at, like, such a crucial time in the game. Yeah. Also. Hashtag depth. 
<laughs> and the Flames played a great defensive third again, like we saw. Um, I think it was against uh, was that against Vegas, maybe? Where they've just played these third periods where it's so like low volume. The shot, the the quality shots that they're giving up is so low volume. Um, I just I really want to see the team come out tonight and play a full sixty minutes of that style of hockey because the first they've been getting ran over, they've been giving up goals getting kind of outplayed in the first period, and then they seem to settle in. If this team can come prepared night in, night out, and play 60 minutes like that, oh, my God. And, I mean, we saw before, you know, Daryl came in, you know, during the dark era, uh, where that was a trend. The Flames wouldn't start games on time. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was a very frequent trend. It was almost like a label. Daryl patched that up when he came in here after a – 25, 30 game period plus an off season plus a training camp into a new season. So it took quite a bit of time for this team to be acclimated to a properly run NHL caliber system. Yeah. That cough can win you championships. And people want to judge the lack of chemistry with a new group. After game five. No, definitely. I, I, I can't agree with you more on the, the negativity side of things from Flames fans because this team's in a really good spot and they're only going to get better but like before your eyes. So the negativity, like just stick it to the side. We got a great club. They're learning to play together and things are already gelling. We're four and one. There's no reason to be complaining or blowing up Twitter and having arguments. Like just let the team run its course like got good talent here it's all gonna come together exactly and speaking of good talent let's talk about the top line so i'm looking at natural stat trick right now individually huberto lindholm and Toffoli. the game against carolina huberto with a beautiful deke enters the zone yeah oh yeah and Toffoli doesn't box out to take that pass Hubi is sending out elite dishes and just no one's there, right? Like, and it's part of the growing pain of like getting used to a new team. Like Huberto, this is the first time he plays with two right-handed shots. Toffoli hasn't played with anyone of Huberto's caliber, probably I think ever. Like the closest to his caliber was probably when he was in Vancouver, like pre-COVID. Yeah. Maybe. Like, cause he wasn't a top six role there. You sit there and you're like, hey, we got to get acclimated. But my thing, and I'm probably going to take some slack for saying it, but I have to point it out because that's what the data suggests. What's happening with Lindholm? Because you look at Kadri, he's able to drive his own line, right? Lindholm was able to do that for a while. And we can get into the whole who was better, who was a better two-way forward, Matthew Kachuk or Elias Lindholm, yada, yada, yada. That's in the past. Lindholm should be the guy that, houses that responsibility on a line with Huberto and Toffoli. He should be. It's pretty evident that Lindholm is trying to adjust to life with two completely new players that he's exactly. never in his entire life. Exactly. That's it, the thing. Yeah. Like, like, people people were saying that it's going to take Huberto and Kadri and Uyghur time to settle in. There was never really any talk of the line mates that those guys might be playing with that they need time to settle in and adjust. Think of it. You, you're Lindholm. You go from playing with Gaudreau and Kachuk for almost 82 games last year. Yeah. You guys almost never left each other's side. Yeah. Having two new guys on your line 
that play different styles of games than Gaudreau and Kachuk do, it's going to be a major difference for you to make. And you're going to have to change your game and the way that you played to accommodate these new guys on your line. Just taking a look, Huberto's underlyings through five games, they're not bad. They're fine. They could definitely be better. We know that they will be better. It's yeah. Jonathan Huberto we're talking about. Uh, if you're sitting here concerned about a guy who had 115 points last season, I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's not like Gadron Kachuk immediately adopted to Sutter's system. Once they did, we saw what kind of return that brought, and it was record-breaking. Five on five, Huberto has one point. Corsi four, 48. Expected goals for 55. High danger, Corsi four, 56.3. I would say two things stand out with Huberto. A, his two-way game is definitely being worked on. And Daryl yeah. is trying to whip him up into the best possible version of him that he can be. Yeah. And it, obviously, all of this takes time. You don't win championships overnight. This isn't NHL 23. This isn't hot. Again, if Daryl Sutter can teach Johnny Goudreau how to play defense. Effectively. Very effectively. Huberto, really, really... It's that, only yeah. a matter of time for Huberto is completely comfortable and himself in Calgary. Yeah. I think the moral of the story this week, Raja, um, Flames fans, it's okay. Uh, this team, once again, four and one. Yeah. Yes, there is still lots to work on. They know, we know, but there is no need to overreact and blow up your mind on Twitter and Instagram because everything's going to be all right. Dude, Twitter is where logic goes to die. Yeah. It's actually embarrassing. Like looking at it, I I'm like, no, like, I don't care if you have a platform, put your phone down. Like mm -hmm. that's what the, the, maybe I'm just a douche. In that regard. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just, I look at that. I'm like, yeesh. Like that's, that's something. The chemistry should come. And I think the thing is, is people saw what Gidro, Lindholm, and Kachuk were able to do last year. You have to also understand <laughs> that chemistry was almost immediate. Huberto is still trying to get a sense for Lindholm and Toffoli. The same way Lindholm was trying to get a sense for Huberto and Toffoli. The same way Toffoli is trying to get a sense of Huberto and Lindholm. It's I, think that's, I think that's where this sense of panic has come from from Flames fans is just because of the fact that Lindholm, Gaudreau, and Kachuk did click instantly as soon as yeah. that line was formed and started producing. Whereas the top line this year hasn't quite seen the same results. But once again, there's so many moving parts to this hockey team and everything's going to fall in line. As long as we trust in Daryl, everything will be fine. The real captain of this team, might I add. Uh, <laughs> just... Like, I, I do want to just bring up Lindholm a little bit. He has zero five-on-five five points right now <laughs> to start this season. To me, I say don't break anything up just yet. But I just wonder if that top line still isn't able to manage and control having prominent ozone time. I wonder if you move Kadri up at any point. And we saw it in shit. We did see it a little bit. So uh, against Buffalo, there was some line shuffling that happened throughout the second and third of that game. Even even Carolina, I do remember 
Kadri getting in a few reps next to Huberto and Toffoli. Oh, okay, yeah. So I feel like that's clearly at the um, you know on the back of Daryl's mind. Like, okay, if if Lindholm continues to struggle, maybe we move Kadri up because yeah. Kadri's come in here and just fit like a glove. Like, there's no. I am his number one fan. I don't care, dude. I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm so happy I have a Kadri 91. I am so happy. I love the guy. I love his game. I love everything he does on the ice. I am his number one fan. I don't care. 100%. Yeah, you know, remember when people were telling us that he's too old and that he sucks at hockey? Oh, yeah. And yeah, 7 million was an overpay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Yep. Totally. I agree with you at handle on Twitter. There's a reason McDavid didn't want that guy to come to Calgary. And when you see a player of McDavid's caliber saying, I wish he went somewhere else, you know that that is worth the money. It's just, just absolutely daddy him. fucking <laughs> <laughs> cradled him, dude. Tyler's got three goals this season. Yep. Already. I don't know how much of that is on Tyler. I don't know how much of everything that's going on is on – them as a unit more than just them trying to get adjusted individually because once they're comfortable the rest of it the rest of it will come absolutely that carolina game obviously it wasn't great from the flame standpoint but we crawled back and won and that's all that matters you take your two points whether they're ugly wins or beautiful wins and coleman said it best it's better to learn from wins than losses we're absolutely So just be happy, Flames fans. Be happy. This is probably the best start I think you and I have ever witnessed in our entire life. Team, I know. Settle down. The fact that we're four and one and we played the Avs, Oilers, Golden Knights, Sabers, and Hurricanes. Wow. Seriously, and now we got Pittsburgh and Edmonton this week. Uh, Big games. Pretty, it's a pretty light week schedule wise, but the games are heavy. Like they're good matchups. I think the Flames are going to be ready to go this week too. I think they're going to come out flying tonight, and especially against Edmonton on Saturday too at home is going to be a good one. Hundred percent. Let's just, I guess, talk about Lucic. Absolutely. I would love to talk about Lucic. I think Jacob Slavin knew his place. (laughs) I loved that. That was so awesome. Dude's that, out there controlling the ice time of the other team. Like, Slavin, no, sorry, you're getting like 10 seconds off tonight. Sit back down. Like, <laughs> the way he dumped Martinez against Vegas, too. Yeah. That pop yeah. Like, I was like, holy. Like, he's and he's so, flying. And he's flying out there. Like, this is probably the best sample size I've seen of Luch in Calgary. And it just feels like he's on another level this year. Yeah, like his skating is way up, his pace is insane, and he's just going. And he's just, he just doesn't care. He's yeah. just throwing Martinez around. Tells Slavin to sit back down. Like I've never seen that before. Like oh, he's skating by the bed. Like nope. Just like, yeah, no, I've never seen that before either. And he just played in eleven hundred career games, right? So the man's been around. The man's been around. I think only just over two hundred players. If I remember correctly, I think it was like 211. I could be wrong, but yeah. somewhere in the low 200 range. All time have hit that. Yeah. So props to you, Bluch. Absolutely. He did a sit down with uh, the Athletics' Julian McKenzie. Mm-hmm. 
And he asked him, like, okay, so it's the final year of your contract. Have you given any thought to what you want to do after the season's over? And he goes, yeah, it's definitely continuing to play. If it's here, great. If it's somewhere else, great. But right now, obviously, focusing on having a good year, first off, team-wise, and then individually. After that, my goal is to continue to play. I love the game. I still want to play as long as I can. I'm still healthy. I'm still feeling good. If I continue to be a Calgary Flame, that would be great. So to that, I say, when does his 850 by 2 come in? Right on the clock. Yeah, this summer. You already know that's the type of contract he's signing to. Like, oh, absolutely. He, he would stay here. It's going to be a Stone-esque like, multi-year deal. Yeah, he would stay here for sure. I love Luch. <laughs> so much. <laughs> and you know who I've, who I've also really, really loved so far this season that I don't think anyone's giving him much love? Michael Backlund. True, very true. I'm sorry, but analytically, for those of you who know how to read analytics, or even if you don't care, you're going to listen to this anyway. Uh, <laughs> Michael Backlund is the best player so far on this team through five games. Yep. Absolutely. He has absolutely carried us five on five. If you Him and Coleman play, are like a two-headed monster, five on five, man. Those guys and, are unbelievable. And imagine loving players for what they're good at rather than what they're not. Yeah. That's a new concept that we have taken a while to get used to because for a very long time, we just didn't know what depth was. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Dominic Simone's on the top. Like, oh, great. But Crosby, yeah. right? Yeah. I can't believe an NHL franchise actually used that logic. I completely forgot about that. The fact that Simone played with Crosby in Pittsburgh and had success because it's freaking Crosby. (laughs) But then they signed him. They're like, oh, yeah, you could do the same here for sure. It's like you could play with Gaudreau and like half broken Monaghan. Like just. Yeah. I've (laughs) seeing Sean Monaghan play the way he's been playing in Montreal. I am so happy for the guy. Yeah, me too. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Nothing but that guy, Monty better get a standing O on December 1st. And I'm going to try my absolute hardest to go to that game because he's going to, he's going to get a standing ovation for sure. It'll be great. And like you said, Backlund, Coleman, Dubé, Manjapani, and Kadri have been the big five for us to start this season in terms of absolutely carrying at you know, even strength metrics. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And uh, everybody, uh, if you didn't wish Raja a birthday, go wish him a belated birthday in the comments. 22, go wish him a happy birthday now. Yeah. Just like in the comments, like right yeah. next to the subscribe button, just write happy birthday and then hit subscribe as a birthday present. There we go. Yeah. No and I are a few weeks apart. So the subscribe will be his birthday present. And then this one's mine. So there you go. Just, uh, just get that going. And uh, heck yeah, we play the Penguins tonight. Yep. Sidney Crosby is an animal. He's got 11 points in six games. And no one's I'm talking scared. about it. I'm like, scared. No one's talking about it. And I think also Rasmus Anderson, very lastly, I think he had his 100th assist on Saturday. So He did. He did. Congrats to Raz. He is tied for the team lead in points right now. So Let's go Raz. Heck yeah. <laughs> so if you guys liked our content feel free to like comment subscribe wish me a happy birthday if you want and uh yeah thanks for listening thanks for listening everybody